Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Room 104. FM 104. This is Room 104. It's Kieran and Gav here. In recent years, fashion trends have embraced 90s and naughty styles, including baggy jeans and old school oversized jumpers. Dublin is now home to a number of vintage shops where people can buy used clothes. And to discuss, we're joined by fashion blogger and journalist Sarah Malacco. Uh, Sarah, can you start up by telling, start off by telling us what what is vintage clothing? So vintage clothing is clothing that's kind of anything more than 20 years old so technically i'm considered vintage which is you know purple (laughs) but we deal with it um and you know for it to be in a vintage shop or whatever what you're kind of paying for compared to a charity shop would be the expertise of the curation of the clothing that's within a vintage shop so people who are running it you're kind of paying for their taste and the things that they're able to source and bring to the public for sale Okay, uh, so what is the difference between, so the difference, sorry, the difference between vintage clothes and just used clothes is that yeah. there's there's some element of curation and element of uh, fashion there, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of, you know, used or secondhand clothing would be considered vintage, things that you'd find in charity shops or thrifting. Um, but they just haven't been given that label because they maybe haven't necessarily been found by someone who would recognize their value or the era that they were from. So I've picked up plenty of vintage bits in my charity shopping days. So, And why do you think in recent years vintage clothes have become so popular? Well, I think it's twofold. So on the first hand, we're not necessarily living in an era of innovation when it comes to fashion trends so a lot of the trends that we see are emblems of bygone eras so they're some of the biggest style factors that we would have seen and we'll say y2k era 90s 80s or whatever and then on the second hand the reason that they've become more and more popular is that people are becoming more conscious of their choices when it comes to fashion um, we live in a kind of a time where we're in an era of micro trends so Previously, in the 20th and 21st centuries, fashion trends would last 20 years. And then when we moved into contemporary times, they there would maybe be four seasons a year that would dictate the trends. But now we live in the era of micro trends, which sees trends coming in and out in as little as three weeks. And trends are able to go from the design board to production to a direct consumer website in as little as three days. Um, So I think people are understanding more and more the negative impacts of fast fashion on the environment, 
on society, on the kind of humane elements of the workers that are involved in the production of fast fashion. And a lot of people are turning away from that. They're wanting to call on uh, production to be more ethical. But currently we're not in the position where we're making that happen because, you know, there's a lot of profit to be made within fast fashion. So the people who are turning away from that are maybe having more of an interest in vintage instead. Do you think that the so the, the big fashion labels now are trying to market some of their clothes as vintage? Even though they're new, they make them look vintage and it's kind of a genre. So they're trying to trick people into thinking they're not fast fashion, whereas in fact they are mass-produced fast, fast fashion items. Well, definitely, uh, like all of the trends that we're seeing, even things like band t-shirts or baby doll dresses, they're all vintage styles. They're from a different era but we're you know finding a new kind of recognition and enjoyment of those styles and then they're being reproduced now um i wouldn't know of any brands who would be kind of falsely claiming that newly produced items were vintage but where you do see it is places like um resale sites so places like depop a big problem that can happen on there is people will order a load of stuff from a website like Shein or AliExpress and they'll use labels on them like hashtag vintage, hashtag 90s and people who might necessarily have the eye to decipher online between, um, you know, a contemporary piece of fast fashion and a vintage piece because people can style them to make them look vintage. That's kind of where there might be an issue with that, just that uh, people who are kind of maybe trying to make a profit from resale are not necessarily making the most legitimate um you know tags or suggestions in their description of clothing that they're selling yeah you you see brands like adidas i mean they've sold for years they've sold the adidas originals range with the three stripe design Mm. down down the shoulders and they're meant mm. to look like Kieran. You're even wearing a, an Adidas uh, top right now. I, I think I, is I, it? I, I am, and actually, I'm a big fan of Adidas. I'm wearing it's a Manchester United branded top, but it, they're sponsored by Adidas. But yet, that that is that's what I'm wearing, and I think I'm wearing yeah Adidas shoes, and I have a lot of Adidas tracksuits. <laughs> Very branded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the Adidas Originals range is in that kind of mm. vintage '80s '90s style, and Tommy Hilfiger is another brand that I've seen that makes a lot of the, the kind of the Tommy Jeans stuff. is It's very kind of '90s inspired. Yeah. So it's seems that vintage is you know a style of fashion does this mean we're becoming does this mean i mean obviously maybe from your perspective if people want to buy it and it's still in fashion well that's a good thing but does it mean designers are becoming a little bit lazy if we're just recycling stuff that has worked before i think that a lot of just human nature comes down to nostalgia so there's things that are on trend right now that would have been really trendy when i was a teenager and then when i see them now I recognize them and maybe I wouldn't have necessarily been able to access them back when they were in their first iteration. And now that I am an adult and like have my own income, I'm like, yes, I'm like living vicariously. <laughs> my teenage self is like, yup, I've been dying for a juicy couture tracksuit and I could never get one when I was 14. So now I'm going to get one. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with fashion designers kind of calling back to designs they've done before. I think it just proves that you know, we need to move away from this kind of societal ideal that fashion is disposable because things do always come back around. And like, that's something my mum would always say. She'd be like, hang on to those jeans. They'll come back around or I'm Mm. glad I've hung on to this. 
because I knew it would come back in fashion and it always does. Unless trends were like extremely questionable at the time and even some very questionable trends have come back, um, you know, they're probably going to come back around at some stage and trend cycles used to be really long, like a couple of years and now they're not. So something that's trendy now will probably go out of fashion just as quickly as it came in and then it'll be fashionable again in like four months to a year because people just want to see different styles all the time on things like social media and I do think you know things like TikTok they give us a shortened attention span when it comes to trends you get sick of something really easily but then when it comes back around you're kind of ready to see it again because you've seen so much in the interim. Can I ask as someone who is not fashionable I wear clothes for purpose and comfort I suppose who Mm -hmm. decides what is fashionable? Is it like a room? Is it like that movie, The Devil Wears Prada, where there's one, <laughs> one, Winter, one, yeah. one editor of like a magazine? Who decides what's fashionable and fashion trends? Well, that would be the traditional model that we've seen for decades, which is where people like, we'll say, yeah, magazine editors would dictate styles because they choose what goes into magazines. Also, you know, films, celebrities and music. But now when that was kind of the way things were, we had a very particular and curated access to fashion and fashion trends. So we would only be getting it from these streams like magazines, TV, whatever. But now I personally think that TikTok and social media dictates the majority of the trends. Sure, TikTok dictates our music charts now so much like songs that if if you're not on TikTok, you might've never heard in your life are suddenly at the top of the charts. And it's kind of the same with fashion. Like now, you know, brands are so tech savvy. They use AI to recognize what kind of things you might be interested in buying based on your social media activity. Um, And I would be personally way more heavily influenced by we'll say my favorite fashion influencer than I necessarily would be by TV or magazines. But of course, high-end designers and runway will always have an influence no matter what. But I definitely would say it's skewed more towards society and culture just within um, social media is dictating it a lot more now and more heavily than we ever would have seen before. It's kind of like we have like the power back but to decide what's in, but the way that production is now and how quick it is, is the negative element to that. Mm. Uh, this is Room 104. It's Gavin Kieran here. We're chatting to Sarah Malacco about fast fashion and, and vintage clothing. So as you say, it has democratised it in a sense, you know, power to the <laughs> power to the clothes wearers, if you will, the customers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to go back to the, to the vintage thing for a moment, because I walked into a vintage <laughs> shop in Dublin the other day just for a browse, and flicked through a few things on the rails and I came across a, 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 what I would call a, a rag of an old fleece. It was it was just in, it was in bad condition. It didn't look fashionable now. I don't know whether it was ever fashionable. It looked comfortable. It didn't look fashionable. And I looked at the, the price tag and it was 50 euro. And I really found that it was, to put it lightly, you know, taking the piss, to be honest, charging a price like that for a, a used piece of clothing, which is probably was probably manufactured, you know, twenty plus years ago, is there an element I wonder of profiteering around this, where these shops and the vintage fashion industry, if that's a thing, are playing into people's 
best wishes in wanting to be sustainable and environmentally friendly and good people, um, but selling them ultimately kind of poor quality clothing and uh, clothing that's at the end of its shelf life because it was manufactured 20 years ago, but making them pay top prices for it. Like, I've no doubt that, like, in any industry in the world, there are people who have unscrupulous practices and maybe would take advantage of people who might have a lesser education on what, how to value their clothing. And I think as well, you know, there are people do see a lot of kind of barriers to entry when it comes to sustainability and cost and affordability is one of them. Like, definitely you shouldn't be paying 50 quid for a fleece that is probably not going to last you the winter. But I would say more of the issue is our perception of the value of clothing. Like you kind of have to think if you picked up a fleece somewhere else in, you know, I won't like name cheap high street stores or anything, but even somewhere like Shein, for example, like Mm. we are literally living in the Shein apocalypse, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, Like you have to question why they can price a fleece for 10 euro or whatever it might be. When you think about the production that went into it, the design elements, the shipping of it from China to wherever, then like the cost of packaging, postage, it's like we're just so conditioned to see things as a ripoff, whereas a lot of sustainable clothing is priced accurately. Like for it to be considered a ripoff, that kind of would suggest that it's priced unfairly. Whereas actually it's more the case that it is priced fairly, but all of the elements are taken into consideration because every person along the line of production is being paid fairly. So I think we just have a bit of a warped perception of the value of clothes and the societal devalue of clothing has gotten crazy over the past few years but i mean i'm sure definitely there's little you know corners of vintage shops around ireland where there is total rags but hopefully that'll end up on the sale rack and sure one man's trash another man's treasure (laughs) this is maybe it's my eye maybe it is super fashionable and it just it just wouldn't be for me that's a fair point that's a fair point maybe you know we're conditioned to believe if everything is too cheap uh, because of slave labor yeah. and uh, you know uh, environmentally unfriendly practices, mm-hmm. we're conditioned to think mm-hmm. anything that is properly priced is a ripoff. Um, exactly. But yeah, like for instance, I saw another thing online recently on on TikTok actually, where someone went into a, a vintage shop and there was a Hollister T-shirt for sale. Yeah, Hollister being a, a high street brand, which is still in existence, is not really considered yeah. vintage at all. And I'm sure the T-shirt was only manufactured in the last 10 years. So I thought, has the definition of vintage clothing become so broad as to encompass anything that's uh, been produced, you know, five plus years Before ago? Last week. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Yeah, no, for sure. And I would say that that vintage shop in particular is kind of savvy in a way because that Abercrombie and Fitch type t-shirt is coming back with the Y2K styles coming back in. So they're probably just like, oh yeah, we know that people will want this and might necessarily be able to access it another way because even if it was made five years ago, it wouldn't still be in production now. Um, And that Abercrombie and Fitch style, like the late 2000s early 2010s is the emerging fashion era that we're moving into now that we're seeing trends coming back now from that era oh no yeah I know like come on so give us some Uh, examples what what were people wearing those days like polo necks am I right in saying were they round there with the popped collar yeah 
so it's less of the preppy style of that era that's coming back it's more like have you heard of indie sleaze so it's the american apparel clothing Mm. the kind of hipster clothes like that is coming back big time and that's just because the 2010s are the new kind of place to pillage and plunder for inspiration now because we've done everything else and as you mentioned about the adidas top that you're wearing that's 80s inspired that's kind of could be coming back now as well because so much of what we wore in the 2010s was actually inspired by the 80s because we were still in a place where we were being influenced by a trend cycle that was 20 years long so um so hold on to that jumper yeah that could be worth 100 quid but like but but what you're saying is actually really interesting because football clubs have released retro lines of clothing so obviously you know so they're they're going back to old jerseys and like and you're paying like you pay the same if not a little bit more for the retro jersey than you do sometimes for the most up-to-date modern jersey but they've released Mm -hmm. whole lines of like stuff from like the 70s the 60s you know back in the 90s and stuff that's really interesting so they call it retro instead of vintage because retro probably would fit more with sport but it's still the exact same thing really Yeah, so I guess what you would be looking at there is a brand that would have a lot of tie backs to the heritage Mm. of sport and they Mm. probably want to pay like homage to the kind of retro jerseys of the past. And a lot of people would really enjoy that because it's like, oh, I remember like that jersey from however many odd years ago. Mm. And it bring it's that thing of nostalgia that we're always craving as humans that we love the things that we recognize. So I think, like, I personally think it's really cool to kind of see that, to see that coming back. And that's, that happens across branding and so many products. So I think, is it the Pringles cans right now have their, like, old style brand? Yeah, it's gone back. And Everything just, has gone back to what it used to be. Yeah. Like, you're, you're dead right. Gone back to 90s early noughties that type of era we're seeing everything change back to that time but tiktok though right tiktok is Mm -hmm. mainly gen z i suppose you know with a sprinkling of us millennials on there too i hate when i see a tiktok and you're like they they call out like old people and they're like if yeah if you were born in like 1998 i'm like oh god i'm too old to be here born in 1990 but like what type of are they setting new fashion trends on tiktok that we wouldn't that we won't not going to see on you know the Paris and Milan runways absolutely so there's a huge I think um you know divide now between what you would see in traditional fashion and what you would see online and I think the thing with TikTok in particular is that there's less of an emphasis on specific trends or specific items um we're kind of in the kind of a time where genres are very very clear like almost like fashion clicks online so we'll say with TikTok, they did a reiteration of what would have been in the 2010s called emo style. Now it was e-girls because it was internet or e-boys, mm. e-people, um, that kind of style. Um, and I think, yeah, it's more like style tribes emerging than specific trends. And there's very niche uh, tribes of style that come from TikTok. There's like Twilight core, which is like people being influenced by, for their fashion specifically from Twilight movies <laughs> oh, or dear. Goblin Core which is where you wear a lot of like green and brown and like activate ratty and you know 
wear a lot of what? net and I kind of know. odd textures. I didn't know that we could do that. We could like pick something or like favorite thing and just dress up uh, cosplay at it, Co- basically. Like, yeah, basically just, cosplay. Yeah. yeah, but like real clothes, like you, the colors and stuff. And then you can act like a goblin. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get myself on goblin talk. That's what's gonna have to happen. I think. <laughs> yeah, for you, Paige is gonna get me yeah, taken over. Yeah, this is interesting. Hijacked. Uh, is it Sarah? Thank you so much for your time, uh, Sarah Malaco, a fashion journalist and, and blogger. Uh, really, really interesting conversation. I think we'll have to have you back sometime because I think there's so much more to explore. And the Sheen apocalypse, we didn't get to yeah. hear about your doomsday pronouncements on that. Um, but just, just finally, is it true to say, because my granny used to say it, fashion can, you know, things can come in and out of fashion, but style never dies. 100%. Do your own thing with your own means, whatever means that you have, um, and that, and develop your own personal style. And that way you won't be sold who you are every single month when the trends change. You can stick with what you know and love. Fantastic. That's a brilliant Perfect way said. to end. Brilliant that. said, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, if people want to follow you, how can they, how can they do that on social media and the like? So they can get me on just Sarah Malacco, my own name, but it's spelled very awkwardly. So M-A-G-L-I-O-C-C-O on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and you can find me on RSVP and RTE as well if you want to, you know, have a peruse of any of my fashion musings. Sarah, great to talk to you. This is Room 104. FM 104.